<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, delivered every Tuesday, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. I'm Roy Segular of the First Metro Securities and I'm part of the equity research team. And for those uh, first-time listeners out there, we'll talk about first up is the weekly summary outlook for the PSEI. And then there's some stock picks for you guys. And then afterwards, we'll talk about theme. And our theme for the week is all about how Joe Biden, president-elect in the U.S., affects uh, several regions in the world. So there, let's start. So last week, the PSA jumped by 5.7% week-on-week to close at 6,685.69. So that's around 300 points amid stronger showing in third-quarter earnings for several index names quarter-in-quarter. So sentiment was also boosted by Democratic candidate Joe Biden's lead in election polls in the latter part of the week. In addition, a lower number of new COVID-19 cases tempered investors' fears of the virus spurring hopes for further reopening of the economy. So in terms of volume, volume was high last week at $8 billion, but foreigners were net sales by just little, or around $500 million. In terms of our forecast for this week, we expect the market to continue last week's rally as bullish investor sentiment remains fueled by President-elect Biden's apparent win in the U.S. election. So the election results could spell a pivot to more predictable trade and diplomatic U.S. policies, ultimately benefiting emerging markets such as the Philippines. On the local front, investors will closely watch third-quarter earnings results and the Philippines' third-quarter GDP for signs of recovery. So moreover, the results of the MSCI semi-annual index review will be announced tomorrow, November 11, 2020. Key data released this week is we have GDP today, then we have U.S. inflation on Thursday and then Euro area GDP on Friday. Okay, so moving on with our stock picks. So we have three buy picks for you guys. So first one is we have SSI, SSI Group Inc. So since October, it's notable that SSI has risen by over 39%. So this is because of encouraging economic recovery prospects. As new COVID-19 cases decline, and then also more age groups can uh, are allowed to go out. And then uh, last week, SSI disclosed that it launched Chunk.ph. That's the company's multi-brand e-commerce site, which reportedly launched last Friday. So Chunk.ph will feature over 100 of its lifestyle and luxury brands. On that alone, we think that the company's online expansion should help support the company's recovery moving forward. So since 2019, SSI has been actively engaging with customers online. So these efforts have boosted the company's online sales by 300% year-on-year, already accounting for 5% of the company's total sales in nine months 2020. SSI expects to bring total e-commerce sales to 15 to 20% of total sales within the next three years. So that being said, we recommend buying on pullbacks around 1.45 to 1.48%. Set your cut loss uh, below 1.38 and then take profits around 1.80. So just to reiterate, you can buy on pullbacks around 1.45 to 1.48. So our second buy pick is Nickel Asia Corp. So Nickel Asia around late Friday 
it disclosed its earnings for nine months was actually higher by 20% year-on-year. So that's actually in line with estimates, mainly due to higher ore export prices, which rose 38% year-on-year on the back of recovery in the Chinese stainless steel market. So in terms of shipment volumes, nickel sold 14 million wet metric tons. That's 8% lower year-on-year. Of course, there, there was this strict quarantine measure specifically in the month of April and May. Management, though, remains cautiously optimistic that uh, its shipment volume for the year will come close to 2019 levels, which was 18.8 million wet metric tons. So it expects to ship around 4.8 million more in the fourth quarter of the year. So, well, what we think is nickel price circularly improving. So there's this recovery in demand, especially in China. Elsewhere, demand uh, is expected to recover slack loan measures are lifted. So despite the economic weakening, Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Europe and China have strengthened their EV or electric vehicles subsidy programs and maintained their CO2 and EV targets, which will continue to support electric vehicles adoption. So that will also support nickel demand from the battery space moving forward. So according to Recognia, so that's our um, automated chart pattern recognition, it f- nickel formed this bullish pennant. So that's a um, bullish continuation pattern. So according to Recognia, target price for that is 4.64.75. So you can accumulate in current price, set your cost below 3.8 and you'll be good. So lastly, we have IMI, so Integrated Microelectronics Inc. So IMI reported third quarter attributable net income of 9.1 million. So it already earned profit last third quarter. So compared to a net loss last year, third quarter of 5.3 million. So that includes a one-off gain of 2.4 million US dollars. So to date, IMI's nine months attributable net loss narrowed to 11.9 million US dollars. Consolidated revenues in third quarter also went up by 3% year-on-year to 312 million. So that's mostly coming from their recovery in automotive industrial demand. There's also lift from the medical sector as demand for healthcare solution rises. So what do you think is despite still being a net loss year to date, we expect the firm to recover as operations normalize and as automotive and industrial demand continue to recover. So keep in mind that for the nine months of the year, IMI's automotive and industrial segments accounted for 73% of the company's total revenues. Moving forward, IMI's consumer segment should provide earning stability for the company as it expected to sustain resilience amid the increased demand for work from home and online schooling needs such as laptops and other devices. A recommendation for this one in terms of price action is uh, you can buy IMI after the stock broke above 6.80 pesos. You can take profit at around 8 and set cut loss below 6.7. Okay, so our theme for the week is all about the Biden presidency and what it means for U.S. and the rest of the world. Last weekend, we heard that Democratic candidate Joe Biden has been elected as U.S. president as proclaimed by several news media and several polls. Joe Biden became president-elect after winning in Pennsylvania and after he reached 270 electoral votes first against incumbent President Donald Trump. What we will discuss today is what the Biden presidency means for U.S. and the rest of the world. So we'll discuss what it means for Britain, Europe, Middle East, and of course Asia. So let's start with the U.S. This part will be short, mainly because this has been publicized for so long. So in a nutshell, a Biden administration will back stimulus as one of its top priorities. So this has been one of the dreadlocks prior to the U.S. election. 
of course, usually Democrats would like a bigger stimulus, right? So, of course, that hinges also on how divided will the House and the Senate be. But nevertheless, Democrats want a higher stimulus and it will be definitely be one of its top priorities. Okay, besides that, a Biden administration prioritizes clean energy. It actually has these two trillion US dollars for your climate plan designed to steer energy policy away from big oil and towards green energy. So he outlined several energy policies he'd pursue if elected. So including reducing carbon emissions and creating 10 million jobs by building out a green energy infrastructure. So besides that, for those who are uh, investing in global markets, the Biden administration will support uh, cannabis, especially for medical purposes. So basically, in a nutshell, that's how it will affect uh, U.S. Of course, there's a lot more, but for those investors out there, global market investors out there, those are what you want to know. So stimulus, green energy, and cannabis. So again, presidential election in the U.S. is an international event. So we've gathered info from Washington Post, Nikkei, Asia, on how a Biden presidency would affect the rest of the world. As the U.S. approaches the next administration, we would like to take a look at what is at stake for governments around the world. So in some places, the prospect of President Trump returning to power is unwelcome. So his uh, unusual approach to diplomacy, including tweets, right, and unorthodox treaties, disturb traditional U.S. alliances, right? Trump's embrace of far-right politics at home and his launch of trade wars abroad left many to question the future of the liberal world order. So we saw the effects in China, in Russia, and how what they think would accelerate the U.S. decline on the world stage. President-elect Joe Biden has promised some kind of frustration. Most governments are holding their breath. So a Biden presidency may boost collective action on international challenges such as climate change and the COVID-19 pandemic. But of course, it won't magically return the U.S. to an era of unquestioned American primacy one that already seemed to be waning when Biden was last in office, according to some sources. Here's what Biden election or Biden administration for some countries around the globe. So let's discuss first with uh, Britain. Britain Prime Minister Boris Johnson um, staked his career on betting against the EU and won. So it might seem obvious which candidate he would literally or he would likely support in the US election. So... Trump is basically the self-proclaimed Mr. Brexit who compares his own unexpected path to victory in 2016 to the British wave that eventually washed uh, Johnson into uh, being a prime minister. However, there's Biden. So president-elect is not actually uh, Mr. Brexit. The old president, Barack Obama, criticized the Brexit vote. In, in response, Prime Minister Boris Johnson wrote a column claiming Obama's ancestral dislike of the British, what was the result of his part Kenyan heritage last month, adding to Britain's worries. Biden broke a lengthy period of silence on Brexit to offer support for Ireland and the Good Friday Agreement. That hardly means most in the British government would welcome a Trump win. Current and former officials in Washington and London caution that private negotiations are more complex than the public Johnson and Trump bromance would suggest. But the Biden presidency may not be a perfect match either. So basically, in a nutshell, that's uh, what a Biden administration means for Britain, right? So mostly about Brexit and how he's not really a fan of that. 
So what does a Biden administration mean for Europe? So it's very obvious that Europeans do not approve of President Trump by huge margins in recent surveys. So dim is the view of U.S. leader that many survey respondents placed less hope in him doing the right thing regarding global affairs than Chinese President Xi Jinping, according to this Pew Research Center. So in a recent YouGov poll, substantial majorities across the continent said that they favored the Joe Biden victory over a Trump win. After four years of volatility under Trump administration, right? So a liberal White House in 2021 will be expected to revitalize the transatlantic alliance, return to the U.S., to the Paris Climate Accord, scrap most of the tariffs Trump slapped on U.S. allies, and the very last, avoid cuddling factions and forces that seek to undermine European unity. For officials in Brussels, it would mark something of a restoration. So, But on a deeper level, Europe's view of America is also changing, so European attitudes to Americans are shifting from envy to compassion. There's also more chance of becoming a billionaire if that's your thing in Scandinavia than in the U.S., pointing to widening inequity in the U.S. and the withering of um, this called American dream. Just to be specific, in Biden administration in Europe, under Biden, many Europeans see the return of a more traditional internationalist who appreciates the EU's historic relationship with the U.S. and its liberal values. So closer and friendly cooperation will come naturally on a host of fronts, including trade and action on climate change. So the EU is the largest market in the world, and it needs to improve the economic relations between U.S. and EU, definitely. It needs to bring to an end this uh, artificial trade war that the Trump administration has started, as we all know, that has been um, dampening economic relations that actually caused jobs and increasing costs for consumers. Of course, a Biden administration would sound the sentimental attitudes toward Europeans that they love. Of course, it won't be business as usual. That's in part because the security guarantees of the 20th century Pax Americana no longer hold. And the Obama administration back then perhaps showed as much ambivalence about projecting U.S. power abroad as Trump has subsequently. So as crisis flare on the EU's borders and the U.S. largely looks away. Policymakers in Paris, Berlin, and Brussels increasingly are coming to terms with having to confront them on their own. So all Western democracies have been watching very closely what happens inside this one. In a recent webinar on Harvard Kennedy School, the impact of the U.S. election across the Atlantic, they are wary of deeper trends fueling U.S. politics, and that may mean for their own society. So bottom line, they're already concerned about the Trump administration and how it will affect the status quo. So, of course, the Biden administration would be better, but there are risks. But definitely, a Biden administration would be better for Europe. Next, so what a Biden administration would mean for the Middle East. So, for ordinary people living in the Middle East, many crisis spots from war zones in Syria, Yemen, and Libya to states in Lebanon and Iraq, it won't matter that much whether Trump or Biden would be in the White House next year. So, of course... Biden will be in the White House next year. For all its state desire to disentangle itself from the Middle East, Washington has a hard time letting go. But just to differentiate, Biden and Trump represent two markedly different features for some of the region's political elites, especially the leadership in Israel and the clutch of oil-rich Arab monarchies. A Biden president could signal a dramatic reversal, actually. A Biden administration would seek to patch up 
the damage caused by the Trump administration on the nuclear deal and cool down tensions with Iran. And it would pump the brakes on the U.S. deepened base of Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu and its coddling of influential Saudi prince Mohammed bin Salman. To be specific with the Biden administration and the Middle East, in statements and speeches, Iranian officials claim it doesn't matter who wins elections, U.S. hostility to this nation is deeply rooted and there will be no shift in U.S. basic policy to harm the Iranian nation no matter whether Trump or Biden are elected U.S. president, according to Iranian parliamentary speaker. But that belies recognition within Iran that the Biden administration would seek to revive the nuclear deal and to do so would have to lift some of the sanctions now placed on the Iranian economy. So oil analysts predict Iran could soon start exporting up to 2 million barrels a day should Biden replace Trump. So of course, that is what's happening. So the majority of the Iranian people and Iranian elite prefer that Biden come to power, but there are differences, of course, adding that there were hardliner comps who saw political gain in escalating tensions with Trump. So Biden, who commands a great deal of bipartisan support from foreign policy, said that it will offer Iran a credible path diplomacy. Biden could probably have greater support for European allies who have spent the past few years desperately trying to show the momentum of Trump's wrecking ball on the world stage. Though, they would welcome UAE's overtures to Israel. Biden has pledged to reassess ties with Saudi Arabia and appears to give greater stock to U.S. intelligence linking Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman to the killing of Saudi dissident and Washington Post contributor Jamal Khashoggi. So Biden says he will need congressional calls to end U.S. assistance to the Saudi-led war effort in Yemen, no matter that these assistance operations began under the Obama administration's watch. Basically, experts claim that the Biden presidency will raise up the issue of Palestinian rights more than any previous administration in a bid to revive the long prospect of a two-state solution. Should the Biden administration reverse course on both fronts, restore relations with the Palestinians and re-engage with Iran, all in close consultations with Israel and other U.S. regional allies, we may find ourselves in slightly more stable Middle East relations. So basically, again, a Biden administration would mean a more stable relationship with the Middle East, of course, Middle East and U.S. Okay, so lastly, what a Biden administration would mean to Asia. So we actually dissected this to several parts. So just to introduce first, the Trump administration has taken a confrontational stance against China on everything from trade, tech, and the coronavirus pandemic to the South China Sea and Taiwan. So Trump has also created tensions with Asian allies by threatening to reduce its troop footprint in Japan and South Korea and building direct ties with North Korea's Kim Jong-un. On the campaign trail, Biden's stance on China sounded closer to Trump than that of his um, old boss Obama. In one debate, he actually called Xi Jinping a thug. So many analysts believe Trump's tough-on-China approach would last even under Democratic president. So let's start with Biden administration's effect on tech and China. The Biden campaign basically will lead America to win the competition for the future against China. So Biden may use some of the tactics the Trump administration has, such as ex- export controls, investment restrictions, but implementation would be uh, very different. He expects the senior advisor and actually a trusty chair in Chinese business and economics, ex- he expects a mix of cooperation and pressure, but much greater coordination with other governments under a Biden administration. So 
people would need to understand that U.S. policy is going to be heavily affected but by what China does. So if China continues the policies that they are implementing now with its new five-year plan and the 15-year science technology plan, that strategy will induce a negative response from the U.S. and from others. So that's basically from tech and China, under tech and China. So how about trade? Under trade, a Biden administration would be more focused just on the China problem and work more closely with allies. So Biden would be much more cautious in the use of tariffs. Does it mean, though, that tariffs are likely to be lifted right away? Keep in mind that in one of his uh, statements, Biden called Trump's phase one deal with Beijing empty as it has yet to address unfair trade practices and intellectual property theft. So he has pledged to work with U.S. allies to change China's behaviors. So most experts believe that U.S.-China competition is inevitable, but how a U.S. administration handles it is the key to promote positive changes in their relationships. A director of U.S.-China Institute at University of Southern California said that a successful approach needs to be based on a realistic framework and that the U.S. should not spend a lot of time on things that are impossible, such as demanding China to change its government. So by working with trusted allies and showing Beijing collectively that a change ultimately benefits China and failure to change would harm China, definitely, right? So the U.S. leadership would more likely get Beijing to agree to its terms, given how a Biden administration's approach would be different. So that's under trade. So now let's move to the South China Sea. So in 2016, Biden visited Australia. He vowed that the U.S. would ensure that the sea lanes are secure and that the skies remain open. And he said that he assures that the U.S. is going nowhere. The U.S. is there in the Pacific to stay. So throughout this campaign, Biden has emphasized the importance of strengthening Washington's alliances to restore American leadership. And in the case of South China Sea, that means more engagement with Southeast Asian countries. So a Biden approach will focus not only on the confrontational side of China policy, but also how to address the local concerns of its allies and partners and how he will try to put a floor under the U.S.-China rivalry. Assistant Secretary for East and Asia Pacific under Obama said that Biden would take steps to avoid military escalation resulting from miscommunication. So Joe Biden being elected president would mean that we would have a president who set the policy. So U.S. actions in the South China Sea in recent years, such as freedom of navigation operations, did not come from Trump, but from agencies such as the State Department and the Pentagon. So this time we'd have a national security strategy that includes not just sending warships, it would also include diplomacy, engagement, and participation with ASEAN and regional forums. Right, so a more diplomatic approach definitely under admin under um, Biden administration. So lastly, how about North Korea? North Korea and the Biden administration. So what will be the effect? So Biden says he wants to work with allies, most notably Japan, South Korea, and Australia. So and others, including China, to pressure North Korea to denuclearize. He also wants to tighten arms controls in the region with Russia's cooperation. So that puts him. In contrast with Trump, who, according to multiple reports, this this also actually came from ex-National Security Advisor John Bolton. So the Trump administration has threatened to pull troops from Japan and South Korea. So 
if they do not pay billions of dollars more in support. So, of course, under Biden administration, the expectation is it will follow a long-standing U.S. approach on North Korea, which is a mix of deterrence and occasional attempts at diplomacy. So, bottom line, under Biden administration, we have a more diplomatic, we have a more predictable trade policy moving forward. Okay, so that's it for our weekly podcast our theme for the week biden and the rest of the world so i hope you guys gain knowledge on how a biden administration would affect asia britain europe and the middle east so thank you for listening in this is rosa gilar from first metro securities it's always hashtag your future first thanks for listening to first metro securities philippine stock market weekly podcast Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash firstmetrosec and be part of the First Metrosec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Music